Climber, is your hustle holding you back? Is the amount of work you're putting in hurting your chance of long-term success? Let's talk about it today on The Climb. Johnny, do that thing. Welcome to The Climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. Leverage means success. It means you don't have your hat in your hand. It means you know how to make the donuts for yourself as an artist, as a songwriter, and somebody else can't come in and tell you that you're doing it wrong because you've already made that success happen. And it's that you created a little little campfire and people are going to come in and pour some gasoline and some zeros on that in the form of money and turn that into a big old forest fire. So that's why we call it the climb C L I M B creating leverage in the music business. That's a Baxter room for my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter, who also happens to be an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady A, Joe Nichols. He's got a couple number ones in Southern gospel in the last few years, just had a top 10 in Australia within the last year. Got another cut in Southern gospel climbing the charts. Now let's hope that goes to number one. Mm-hmm. From my lips to God's ears, right? And what I love about Brent is he helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you write like a pro, do business like a pro, and then he regularly gives you opportunities to connect with pros and create relationships so you can take that next step and climb up the ladder. You can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. If you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs. Just to name a few, you can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That is production singular, no S, and there is no S because there is no other Johnny D. What's happening? Man, just looking forward to getting into the content today. I think it's going to be helpful. I think it's, uh, you know, they say if you want to learn something, teach it. Yeah. And so this is what I've been doing lately is as I've been reading books, business books, that sort of thing, then I was like, you know what? If I turn this into a podcast episode, if I turn this into a topic for a jam session for songwritingpro.com members, then it makes me like crystallize it toward like the creative songwriting business. And it makes me like pay attention and learn it. So uh, selfishly, I'm helping you. (laughs) (laughs) He's always giving us a win-win situation, brother. Welcome to the free market, baby. If I serve you well, everybody wins. That's right. Well, before we get into that, let's take care of a little business here. We want you to join the Climb community on Facebook. Yeah. It's at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the Climb community. This is a thriving group. It's a small group, but mighty. I think we're just reaching 1,600 people. So it's not like a big 300,000 Facebook group, Mm -hmm. but. Man, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of active people in there. Tons of co-writes yep. have been born out of there that have gotten success with sync and with cuts and everything like that. There's lots of marketing advice and different things that have been shared in there. So it's the kind of place where you can go, meet your peers, support them, love them. They'll love you right back. And we want to hear about your new music, want to hear about your gigs, want to hear about your wins, right? And we share the wins okay. on the podcast every episode. So Brent, What are some wins? What do we got? That's right. So every Wednesday we have the new heights and we encourage you to celebrate with us. Uh, Let's see. Climber Bill O'Hanlon said, finished my 154th song for the year this morning. 
on the recording date, this is June 1st. So by the time you hear this, it's probably up to like 500. (laughs) I have my 79th cut coming out in two days. Got two sync songs signed to an agency this week. So Bill, time to get to work. No, or maybe this episode is for you. I don't know. We'll see. This might be just for Bill episode, or maybe he's just straight up killing it. Let's see here. Brian Mullen says, I need to... Yeah, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that O'Hanlon's hustle is working for him, so I don't know. There's no doubt that hustle applies. <laughs> hustle definitely applies. Now, he's a smart dude. Yeah. All right. So, Bill... Uh, so, Brian Mullen says, I need to put one up for my wife, Ann- Annie Vayner. Vander, sorry, Vander. She booked a festival for September in Wisconsin on a ticket with John Michael Montgomery and a headlining festival in Oskaloosa, Iowa for 2024. So congrats, Brian, and on behalf of your wife, Annie. So that's cool. Yeah. Yep. Brian Williams said, became a chapter coordinator for NSAI in Cheyenne, Wyoming. And the song I submitted to the NSAI chapter challenge placed in the top 20. So congrats all y'all. And also what I love is seeing people like Kathy Wallace and uh, let's see Boomer Rowe and let's see who else, just a bunch of people out here congratulating people. Yeah. Craig Kuchler, co-writer on the request, congratulating Bill O'Hanlon. And just, I love seeing the community growing and interacting with each other. Cause that's man, that's where the magic happens. That's where opportunity comes from. So congrats y'all and keep on climbing. I love it. I love it. I love it. So make sure you follow the podcast wherever you consume your podcasts. And finally, tell a friend about it, guys. Mm -hmm. Tell a friend. There's 10,000 episodes that are downloaded a month. I don't know if there's 10,000 people. It's probably people doing multiple episodes that they're listening to. But hey, you do it for a reason. So turn some other indie artists, any musicians, songwriters, turn them on to it. Let them know that this exists and why you like it. What's in it for you? Let them know because maybe that'll turn them on, right? Mm -hmm. So... Let's get into this. Talk to me about the hustle. That's right. So today I'm pulling from the book Clockwork. So you can see it here on uh, if you have watching the video. Mm -hmm. This book Clockwork is by Mike Michalowicz, if I'm saying it correctly. I also pulled from this book for episode 379 of The Climb, uh, Why Every Songwriter Needs ACDC. So that's a good one. So go check that one out, 379. But I'm diving into a different idea for this section, for this podcast that I believe is going to help you upgrade your creative career. So a little bit of background on this. So I've been reading Clockwork. It was a gift from my sister. Thank you. Mm -hmm. To help me design Songwriting Pro in a way that I'm not the bottleneck. Basically, the cover says, design your business to run itself. Okay? Right. And so if you are a creative, guess what? If you're a songwriter you run a small business. If you're an artist, you run a small business. If you run Daredevil Production or Songwriting Pro, you run a small business. That's right. So I've been looking at this to say, how can I not be the bottleneck? Because most of the entrepreneurship, when you run a small business, you end up being the bottleneck. And so I want to not be the bottleneck. So I'm trying to get away from doing more of the back end, the administrative stuff that is not my highest contribution. Someone else can do some of that stuff. And so... Clockwork calls that part the QBR, or the queen bee role. So in a beehive, all the bees support the queen. Her role is to make new bees, right? Right. Lay eggs, whatever, make new bees. Because if you don't, the colony goes away quickly because bees don't have a real long lifespan. That's right. So the queen bee stops doing her role of making new bees. Ain't no more new bees. It's gone. The whole colony goes away. So what's interesting is that the queen is not as important as her role is. The role is what's paramount, not the queen. Interesting thing is if the queen stops laying eggs, guess what? There are some bees that are like, their job is to take out the queen, long live the queen. 
they'll kill her. And then there's another queen waiting in the wings. Step up, ah. start pumping out babies. Yeah. All right. So it's the role that's important, not the person. If you don't do your role, we'll get for someone who will. That's right. So hardcore, hardcore. Anyway, so it's the QBR, Queen B role that matters the most. Like for me as a songwriter, my QBR is writing great songs in winning rooms. Okay. And I'll break that down a little bit more, but nobody can write my songs for me unless I become a publisher. Well, I am a publisher, but unless I sign other songwriters to my publishing company, right? Where I get ownership. And the, in a sense, those are my songs. Unless I do that, nobody can write my songs for me. I don't have the the rap coffee mug today, but you know I have the coffee mug that says rap, write, record, access, and pitch. Right, and I've said that a lot over the years. Those are like the extremely important parts of your songwriting career. You got to write the songs, you got to get them recorded in a manner that someone can hear them. You got to access the people that can say yes, and you got to actually pitch your song. You got to do those four things, right? Otherwise, your career will die. But you know what? I can outsource a lot of that. Yeah. So like recording, I don't do my own demos. I don't sing my own demos. If I'm writing with a great talent like, uh, oh, like a Jason Wilkes, hey, he can do the demo. He can sing the crap out of it. He can play it. It's going to sound great. I can outsource some of that. Or we can hire somebody like a Troy Johnson or Matt Dame to do a demo, Mm -hmm. and that's great. So I can outsource some of that. The access, there's definitely a lot of it I do myself, but some of it is outsourced through co-writers. Now, I was talking to a co-writer the other day who's working on getting me in some rooms, getting me and him into some rooms. So he is opening doors. Or if you have a publisher, their job is to go access. So you can offshore a little bit of that, right? And the pitch, too. If you have a song plugger, you're outsourcing some of that, or your co-writers and their publishers, maybe. some of that. So some of that other people can do. It's super important that you do a lot of it yourself. Yep. But no one else can write your songs. Right. That's just the one thing you can't outsource unless you hire staff songwriters. So that's my queen bee role. Right. So again, the other part, all four parts of rap, write, record, access, and pitch are really important. But my QBR is write great songs in winning rooms. And if I don't do that, the business dries up. Yeah. Right. There are no new songs to record, no new songs to pitch and no reason to access people because I have nothing to bring to them. So for the climb, what's my QBR for the climb? It's developing, deciding on topics and being on the mic. Mm -hmm. That's like my queen bee role for the climb. Now you have yours, too, because we co-host, right? I can't come up with your stuff for you. I can't do your part of the show. You can't do my part. We're like, this is part we got to we got to show up. We don't edit this ourselves. Hey, Ren, thanks for editing. That's right. Thank you, Ren. Yeah, so he's doing a great job on that. Sunday, Joe is doing a great job on like coming up with the graphics Yep. for the episodes. Hey, we're on Megaphone now, which distributes out. You know, We have a podcast network on the Pantheon network that helps do some promotion and, and feeding it out to different stuff. So we can outsource a lot of that. But as of right now, you and I, we got to be on the mic. Yeah. That's kind of our... Queen B roll. If we aren't on the mic, there's it all grinds to a halt. That's right. So that sort of thing. So I think part of it is looking at what is your point of highest contribution, your QBR. Now, what does this have to do with hustle and hustle holding us back? It's simple. When we get too busy doing other stuff, we don't do our QBR. We get distracted. And basically what context of clockwork, we don't do enough design time. 
Okay, so clockwork is about designing your business to run for itself, to allow the entrepreneur to be able to step back from the doing and to focus on designing. Like doing is when the work gets done, but the business really upgrades when the business gets designed. Uh, There's a quote in the book that says, productivity is about doing more to increase output, but efficiency is about doing less to increase output. Mm. I thought that was a pretty pretty important quote there. I'm going to read a quote from the book here. It's from page eight. A little thing here says, scaling a business is not about less work. It's about different work. You must put less effort into those outcomes, but more thought. The hard work is in the thinking. This is not a flippant comment. Thinking as in deep calculated thoughtfulness is the hardest work of all. And that's why we avoid it. It's easier to do the work than to design outcomes. It's easier to keep chopping with a dull axe than it is to stop and sharpen the axe. The sense of time and production loss is too much. Yes, a sharp axe will help, but I can't afford to stop chopping away with this dull axe that I have in my hand. The logic is obvious. We need a sharp axe, but the emotion of just keep grinding is what we need to overcome first. So your job is to scale your business. Your challenge is to think accordingly. Thoughtful, calculated design work is the hardest and most important work of all. Right now, stop growing and start scaling. So it's the difference between the thought work is the hard work. And this is where I think hustle can hold us back because we're so busy doing that we aren't thinking about what we're doing. So he says, hey, you know, stop growing, start scaling, thinking about what kind of work needs to be done, design your business. So that's why I mentioned Bill. Bill, he's written like 5,000 songs this past week. Yeah. I do worry some about Bill. Now he's getting stuff placed and indie cuts and stuff signed to sync agencies and everything. So Bill has no, he ain't scared to hustle. And I love that about Bill. Um, But for a songwriter, it might be like, I'm writing three songs a day and I'm writing like, I'm hustling like crazy. But that can also turn into, if you're not careful, man, I'm burned out and I still feel like I'm not making any progress. I'm sitting on a growing stack of songs that nobody's hearing and a growing list of songs that need to be demoed. Ugh, right? Yeah. Like this kind of happened to me in my first publishing deal. It was with Major Bob Music and I was new in the business and I was just riding up a storm. I, not to Bill O'Hanlon levels, but I wrote over 100 songs that first year of my deal. Now, with rewrites, cancellations, demo sessions, and the like, that's a lot of hustle. Like, I was working hard. I wasn't married yet. I was like, I was in. Mm -hmm. And I wrote some good songs. But I wasn't getting the activity that I wanted to. And I think that's because I wasn't quite designing my business yet. I was like doing my business, but I wasn't designing my songwriting business the way that I could have been. Yeah. Like, I wasn't taking the reins on demos, which is, you know, wanted to rap. I was doing a lot of write, but I wasn't taking the reins on record. So although as part of my deal, Major Bob had the had to approve all the demo sessions, mm-hmm. you know, they could say, yeah, we're going to pay for a demo on this one. No, we're not. Hey, they had the power of the purse. But still, I wasn't saying, hey, I'm going to run this demo session. I'm going to pull these people together. I'm going to do this. Like, I wasn't designing that or really thinking about that as much. It was like, turn them in, let them figure out what to do with it. And I wasn't making enough intentional relationships with his access. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of writing with people they put me with and write with people that just kind of happen. You end up in the room together, get back on the books with people you like, but I wasn't really thinking about who do I really need to be with and how can I make that happen? Right. And lastly, I wasn't pitching my own songs. I was just letting Mike and Jesse and Scott do that. So I was, 
I was still writing a lot, but I wasn't thinking enough about like, for me, again, it's writing great songs in winning rooms. I wasn't thinking about taking more time to come up with ideas and then really figure out how to build a winning room Mm -hmm. and how to get in that room. Honestly, part of that is just because I didn't know about that. And it was just easier and more fun to write a song Mm -hmm. than it was to go pitch it or do the hard work of going, okay, I'm going to go meet this person because this person knows this person. Then I get to know them. I get in the room with this person. Like I did some of that, but it's kind of haphazard. Yeah. It was just definitely more fun to go sit in a room, write a song. Cause at the end of a couple hours, you have a song, you have a work tape and you feel like I did something important and valuable that could change my life. You accomplished something. Yeah. <laughs> and it gives me a song to turn in. My pluggers can see that. Like Brent's working hard. He's turning a lot of songs in. You take a day a week to go, you can't turn the song in that if that day was just spent coming up with ideas that you're going to write later or figure out who you're going to access. So these days I approach it more about trying to design my songwriting business. So, so I try to schedule writes with the outcome in mind. Like, hey, I'm writing with this artist for this artist's next single, right? So like writing with Josh Roy, mm-hmm. got to go write with him. We're writing for Josh's record that Johnny's going to help promote and should make some income, yeah. right? Cutting on you, Johnny. Yeah. But that's like, there's the outcome in mind. Or I'm going to invite this Southern Gospel A&R guy into a songwriting pro event or an interview so that I get to know him and pitch songs to him for his artist. Yeah. Like being intentional. Like, I want to know some people over at Crossroads Music. Okay, who's over there? Oh, Greg Bentley. I've got, got his number. Let's let's invite him on the hang and let's get to know each other. Yeah. And then by the end of it, he's like, oh, who are you looking for? Oh, send me some songs. Oh, will do. Happy to. Yeah. And you start building that relationship. That's right. Or I'm going to invite this writer onto song title challenge so that we can play in the sandbox. I'm going to follow up maybe like an interview or something, do something else. And then eventually, hopefully a co-write because I want to get in business with his publishing company or the artist he works with as well. That sort of stuff. Cause he's in the camp of some target artists. So like all this design takes time mm-hmm. and it takes thought. And it takes thought to decide like where to put my energy and it takes time and thought to make sure that I'm building and nourishing those relationships and working my way through the no like trust funnel. Right. Because again, Johnny, who do people work with? They work with people that they that they know, like and trust. <laughs> exactly. So, huh, if that makes sense, I need to have my no like and trust funnel where I'm intentionally, hopefully going to be someone that these people know, like and trust. Yeah. So that opportunity comes. You can make that systematic. I mean, it's maybe on the surface, it sounds a little disingenuous, but it's not. It's just the difference between like intentionally creating a relationship with somebody and one that happens haphazardly. The same stuff has to happen to create the relationship. It's one is you're just articulating Mm -hmm. what you got to do to make it happen. And the other one happens naturally. You know what I mean? So, but it's the same honesty, the same integrity, the same authenticity, all those same things have to happen. Yeah. And so I want to encourage you climbers who are listening to this going, okay, how can I step back and design my songwriting business or my artist business more? Sometimes you got to step away from being in the room and the actual creation and the hustle Mm -hmm. or something else that's distracting you to say, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to like think, I'm going to walk and I'm going to think about how this needs to happen. You know, I would take Hazel on walks when it's nice sometime on Saturday, get out of the house, whatever, and listen to a podcast. But inevitably, like after like five minutes of this business podcast or creative podcast, I'm like stopping it. And then I'm 
pushing the stroller with one hand and trying to type notes into my phone with the other because I have ideas, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And you need to build that time in to have ideas. That's why people get ideas in the shower because they, they have to stop working mm-hmm. and their brain can kind of wander a little bit, right? And that takes discipline to do. Mm-hmm. It takes discipline to say, you know what? I'm not writing today. Why? Because I need to figure out who I need to write with and how to get to them. Yeah. I have this clear habits journal and and a note in there that I keep coming back to is like a day of working on my no like and trust funnel beats a day of a like a low level co-write. Oh. Do I get a song that day? No. But with a low level co-write, meaning writing with somebody who's maybe not super connected, not like just a flat amazing, like gonna get the best song of my life kind of writer, but they're good and it'd be good hang and they hit me up to write. Yeah. What are the odds of something good happening there? Like uh, other than enjoying the process and I love writing songs, like the chance of that being like a game changer is not high. Right. But working the no like and trust funnel, then you're like you're building these relationships that can open massive doors. Yeah. Or get you in massive rooms like, oh, that is delayed gratification. Yeah. Right. But it can have a much better result down the road. And so that's when hustle like I'm writing a song, I'm writing a song, I'm writing a song. Or I'm playing a show, I'm playing again, I'm playing again, I'm playing again. Like as an artist, you have to get those stage hours to learn the craft. Yep. Like there's kind of no way around that. Yeah. But there comes a point where it's like diminishing returns. Like, oh, maybe I don't need to go play this show right now. I need to go record some micro content for my releases coming out because that's going to build yes. the business. Yeah. You know, one more show is that helping build my business? Is one more song really helping build my business? Is building my catalog? Is it building my business? Oh, going out and making sure that the rooms I'm in are winning rooms or that the ideas that I'm bringing to the room are great ideas so we have a better chance of writing a great song. Like that's building the business. Like just writing one more song to write another song isn't really building my business, it's only building my catalog. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. So for me, some of the things that that kind of pull me away from my QBR 
which again is writing great songs in winning rooms. Mm-hmm. It's stuff, you know, songwriting pro stuff. Uh, as of today on this recording, we just announced the winners for the co-write pitch event with Zane and Donna King. And so I'm having a lot of help on the back end. Mm-hmm. You know, Ren is posting that on social media. Ozzy is sharing that on Buffer. He's Ozzy, my 12 year old is the one that came up with the Canva certificates. Like I designed them, but he'll, I just give him the list of the winners and he goes in and he types it up. Oh, that's awesome. On Canva. And then I just spell check it basically and go good to go. It's involving him, which is good. So there are other benefits, but also it's freeing up time. Yeah. And I'm investing in training, kind of growing the business where other people can take that stuff off my plate. So I can sit here and go, huh, what's a great idea for this co-write I have coming up? Or who should I get with? Oh yeah, that publishing company. How can I get in there? Because I want to meet this person, that person, the other person and have the time to think about that stuff. Because I can get so busy doing the the day-to-day stuff. Mm-hmm. That's not the highest level stuff that you're like, oh man, I have this opportunity sitting in front of me, like The Hang, which is an interview I do. It's exclusively for Songwriting Pro members or Know the Pro, which is only for members where I'll interview somebody in the business. Uh It's a great resource, like both for our members to get the insight from the interviews, but also for me to have an excuse to sit down with somebody for 30 minutes and have a focused conversation where basically I'm picking their brain getting free coaching or free insight. That would be just weird if I emailed them and like said, professional German. Hey, what do you I love it? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so it can go a while without filling up that calendar of interviews. Why? Because I'm busy on other stuff, but it's like a really important thing to help get me into winning rooms. Mm-hmm. Cause it's that relationship building, which is that is so foundational, but I'm, I'm busy hustling. Well, maybe I don't have to do all of this hustle. Maybe someone can handle X, Y, or Z of of some of this back-end admin stuff that's not my QBR. And so what is that for you as a songwriter, as an artist? Yeah. I think part of that seems like, what is your QBR? What's your like queen bee role, your superpower? Yeah. And how can you clear the deck so you can really focus on that? Yep. Another way to describe that is it's your highest and best use. Exactly. Like if your highest and best use is understanding geology and land and water and designing let's say the right way to where to put a trench to keep this thing from getting flooded over here yeah then your highest and best use is not like digging the trench (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah like because i mean this is like a weird analogy but think about it like like if you're out saving farmland let's say from crops getting flooded and stuff like that with the Mm -hmm. with the way you're going to engineer the land and but you're also digging it then there's crops that are getting ruined there's people are gonna go hungry on account of the time that you took to dig the trench digging the trench as opposed to just designing them yeah and making it happen yeah yeah and so it's so important to take that time to to think about your business, to think about maybe I'm writing with co-writer X because uh, it's it's a good time. They keep hitting me up, so they keep me on the books, and we get a song, and so I'm I'm getting my reps in, but it's not my best stuff. But then there's writer Y over here that I don't get with as often. They're a little bit harder to pin down. But man, we get great stuff. Maybe they're harder to pin down because they're busier, because they're better, <laughs> they're more connected, right? They have other options. Yep. You can get so kind of on the hamster wheel of going, oh, I write with Rider X a lot and not very much with Rider Y to like, you need some time to step back and think about where's the best use of my resources as a co-writer. Yeah. Man, I need to be writing with co-writer Y 
a lot more because we get a lot better results. I need to put more effort into that. You may not even realize that if you're just kind of head down, nose to the grindstone, clocking in every day, mm-hmm. you need to look up every once in a while and think about what is the best use of my time. Yeah. Like what allows me to do what I'm like superstar at or puts me in the best position to win. Yeah. And that's hard. That's hard to do. I mean, Johnny, you with daredevil. I'm struggling with it right now. I'm totally struggling mm-hmm. with that right now. I've got a great crew of interns this summer. I've got a full-time person coming on next week. Mm-hmm. And it's not the glamorous, fun stuff that Johnny likes to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. is to figure out, like, okay, what do I need these people to do? And then, like, what's their highest and best use? And then do that. So right now we have some well, we got on the new podcast platform. So there's the daunting task of having to go through all of the 605 episodes and put in mid-roll markers in there, right, for ads. Mm-hmm. And then we're still haven't finished migrating the podcast over to YouTube. That needs to be done. Yeah. So, you know, there's stuff that needs to be done. But then I've also got my staff going and looking for we're working with a band rock band called the dirty names and like a 300 mile radius in nashville so that's st louis that's cincinnati that's louisville that's atlanta that's memphis that's knoxville okay like where i need to know all the rock clubs yeah i need to know what the capacities of those rock clubs are and then i want to find out and how do we find out like who the biggest bands are there yeah right because right now we're promoting the dirty names so like they've got couple hundred thousand streams already on two releases mm-hmm. and building and that looks really good that makes them very attractive to get into a club to get into a new market and maybe to ideally join up with another band that has an audience where we can do like an opening gig and just win over some of that audience mm-hmm. and scratch the headliners but so all that stuff that's a lot of work and like i couldn't do it by myself and then figuring out how to show them how to do it and then if there's a way to like do video capture, screen capture kind of thing where it's like a tutorial. Yeah. So I only try once teaching it and then I'm like, here, here's a link. Yeah. Go watch this and figure out how to do it. And so that's, yeah, that's what I'm doing. And it's not my normal muscle that I flex, man. That's the problem. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to do next. I don't know. That's not instinctual at all. And then I got to do some more effing thinking and it just, it's very frustrating for me right now. I'm, I'm very frustrated like with that. Um. <laughs> I feel your pain, brother. I'm the same place. But the day that you went to, say, Belmont for the intern fair, I bet you were busy that day. And it was kind of like, oh, I got to go do this, right? Yeah. And it was foreign. I didn't know. I didn't know how it worked. I don't know if it would work. I don't know. And there was no guaranteed outcome. Yeah. But man, what an investment that has paid off huge for you. Incredibly. And the business. Incredibly. Because you've duplicated, not... Well, better than duplicating yourself, because you really don't need a bunch of Johnnies. You need people with specific skill sets <laughs> that can do other things. Yeah. And so I've been doing that, too. I've been doing a lot of screen capture. Like, OK, if I'm doing this thing, huh, this is not like writing a song in a winning room. Let me record this on Vimeo, do a recording of it yeah. where like, OK, this is me doing it. And I'm capturing the screen and my face, talking it through, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm building this archive of like, these are all these little things that take up time that it doesn't have to be me doing. And it feels like a delay. It feels like a delay. Like if you're super focused Mm -hmm. or if you have like ADD or you just like, like I have ADD. So when I am super focused, it's like, 
I roll, you know what I mean? I keep rolling to get as much done as I can. Yeah. And yeah. And then you're like, Oh, I got to do this thing that feels like it's not going to pay off right now. It's not going to finish this project right now, but it is, you're right. It's like you're investing in your growth is what you're doing with time. Yeah. And so I've been doing a lot of that, like racking up the, the videos. And I was like, I got to find time to train rent or hire somebody or whatever. But what that is, is that's going to free up thinking time. Like, huh, okay, now I can focus more on, huh, what event should I do next is going to help the songwriting pro community? Oh, what person should I bring in for this next interview? Or, you know, which also, by the way, all that helps my songwriting, right? Because I'm going to be like, huh, who's someone that I want to bring in to help the songwriting pro community and will also help me write great songs in winning rooms? Yeah. Huh, that person over there, you know, again, everybody wins. I'm being selfish. I'm going to help you. So, but just having the thought of that and then having some space to actually pull off some of that stuff to, cause I don't get to my daily song title challenge every day. I've like, I've been so much in like training mode yeah. and capturing mode and missing some work time because of family stuff or whatever. It's like, okay, that's going to open up time for that, for thinking about ideas so that it's going to help me write great songs. Yeah. And then I'm going to focus on how to get into those winning rooms and just spend more time on all those things. And then just like take a walk and think about, What's next? How am I approaching this? Uh, there's a story that I've said a bunch on here through the years, but my brother-in-law, Matt, he and I were roommates at the time. So he's just my friend, Matt, and he'd go play around at like say Commodore lounge or hall of fame lounge or whatever. And we lived out in Laverne at the time. Don't be jealous. And <laughs> we lived out in Laverne at the time. And so we we're just talking about it. He was, you know, one night he was just running through songs that he was going to play for the round and practicing and getting polished up on them before he played them out. And we did the math on how many hours he spends playing one writer's round. Ended up being like 10 hours because there's like practice time, you know, picking the songs, going through them where he felt comfortable playing them. Mm -hmm. There's the 30 minute, at least drive to Nashville and back. You get there early, you stay late because you don't want to just get there for your round and leave right afterwards because you're hoping to meet some people yeah. and your round takes 30 minutes. And like it got around like 10 hours for like one three song round, wow. which is crazy. Yeah. Right. That's expensive. And like. Other people may, it may not be that much of a time expense, but still, even if it's half of that, it's five. And what's the outcome you want? If the outcome is like, I got to play some songs, then okay. Just, that may be worth it. But part of his, I know was to meet people networking. Yeah. You go out, you want to network, you want to meet co-writers, you want to meet publishers, all this stuff. I'm like, dude, you were in sales for a living, like before this, or even during that time, some, you think you could figure out if I gave you five hours, how to get to just about anybody in town, you could probably figure that out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Cause he's a smart dude. Yeah. And he's a really nice guy. Like people like him. Yeah. And so, yeah. Like, well, I bet if you put five hours into it or 10 hours, you could get yourself into some rooms. Yeah. Other than like this kind of shotgun approach where it might be five, six rounds you go play. So that's 50, 60 hours yeah. that you've invested and maybe you meet somebody who maybe you don't. Like, boy, stepping back to think about, is this the best way I'm approaching this? Is this how I really want to design my business? Or do I want to take this time when every other round I would have played? Okay, so I got another example for you. Yeah. So I listened to that All In podcast, which I love and fully touts the four billionaires. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That talk about everything from markets, economies, government, politics, everything. But it's like 
intelligent discourse that doesn't devolve into you're a racist or you're this phobia or what I like, you know, because they have conflicting opinions. They're on both sides of the aisle politically. Yeah. And, but they're all best friends. So I love that podcast. And one of the things that David Sachs, one of the, um, one of the hosts of that podcast was talking about in terms of AI was he was like, you know what? Everybody needs to, or no, I'm sorry. This wasn't even David Sachs. It was Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. Oh yeah. And he was like, you know what? You need to take, like, I know you're busy. I know you don't have any time, but you need to take like 20 hours. All right. And go deep dive in and really freaking learn about like AI. Right. Yeah. And how AI works. And I think about this in terms of I'm going to, so now I'm going to apply this to you guys, the climbers. Like, if you're not a master yet of like Pro Tools or Logic Pro, mm. like this is the time to go and deep dive into that tool that's going to help become super fast at that tool so that it moves as fast as you think. Right. Mm. And don't let that be in your way. And then how about, what I know just about everybody needs, which is video editing prowess, like with Premiere yeah. or Final Cut Pro. And the big thing is, is like it takes a while to learn that. And so people hold off on that. They don't, it's too much of a time investment. But you know what? Like your business is suffering because you don't have enough content or you can't afford to get the people that can make the content for you. So here's your answer. And your answer is you just, you gotta just suck it up and buckle down and learn that tool. And then once you learn it, you're going to be faster at it if you have to do your own editing. So there's another version of like self-contained or you get an outside editor. Yeah. And I would encourage them before you dive into Pro Tools, take a walk yeah. for a couple of days and think about, does this make sense for going to help me with my QBR or is, is this going to help be a valuable part of the design of my business? Or is it going to be something else? Yeah. I mean, it makes sense to me if you're an artist to be, hey, if you can be self-contained, go for it. But hey, we can't say that's necessarily the case for every single person. So that's the whole point is stepping back and going, okay, doing the hard work of thinking. There's a quote here from Clockwork, page 252 says, as Adam Kreider wrote in his article, The Busy Trap in the New York Times. So this is a quote, the space and quiet that idleness provides is a necessary condition for standing back from life and seeing it whole, for making unexpected connections and waiting for the wild summer lightning strikes of inspiration. It is, paradoxically, necessary to getting any work done, is idleness. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a story in here about clockwork, because you know he wants you to get your business to kind of run on its own so you can go take a four-week vacation. Yeah. Like, that's kind of the goal. Like, you, for you to be able to, and your business still runs fine without you. Yeah. And he was telling a story about Lynn, uh, Lynn Miranda, whatever his name is. Lynn, yeah. So the guy from Hamilton. So he had finished up his first big production, I guess, in the Heights. Finished that, and his wife basically made him go on vacation. So they're on vacation. So he was just actually finally relaxing, and he was reading a book. Guess who the book was about? What? Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton. (laughs) And then bing. (laughs) And then beam, big light bulb, like, oh, this could be something, right? Yeah. And then it became Hamilton. That came from, he took time. He was idle and he was letting his mind wander and just geeking out on something that he was interested in. That's a great story. And then it's like, oh, what if I did that? So it's that thing about, you know, there have been a lot of times where I've gone on walks and get an idea for something, or I remember somebody like, oh my gosh, 
I got to get a hold of so and so. How have I not followed up with so and so? Well, because you've been busy. Yeah. Oh, I need to think more. And part of it for me is trying to capture these things so I have processes, so things don't fall through the cracks like that. Is oh, what's his name? This guy said the mind is a great place for having an idea, but it's a terrible place for keeping it. <laughs> I never heard that. I like the that. mind is a great place for having ideas. It's a terrible place for keeping them. <laughs> and that's just that's true. Uh, David Allen, he wrote Getting Things Done. He's the one that said that. But yeah, so I, hey, at the point of being the Department of Redundancy Department, I just really want to encourage y'all to take that time away f- from a little bit of the hustle to think about what you're hustling for. Because you might go, oh, I don't really even want this part of my business to be part of my business. Why am I just spending so much time on it? Yeah. Or whatever that is. I mean, how many people that happened during COVID when they had to slow down and they they decided to change their life? Yeah. Because they finally slowed down enough. They got kicked off a hamster wheel. It stopped spinning. And they had to do that. Like, we need to build that time in to it. I think you need to take time, too, and just really make sure that you have a very, very clear understanding of what your QBR is, yeah. you know, what your highest and best role is. So like, I just I just had this conversation with Josh last night, right? Mm-hmm. So, again, he's starting to get his head around all this stuff. He's... We were going over different settings on the GoPro camera and and he was struggling because I'm like, dude, this is a, a hero nine. Like he's like, well, mine doesn't go to 4K. I'm like, they all go to 5K. <laughs> There's some setting that you don't have. Like YouTube is your friend. Go to YouTube, find it out. So I sent him some links to watch it. He figures it out yeah. and then he comes back. And then I had given him a box for Studio One. One of my buddies uh, from way back in the Allman Brothers days is executive over at Presonus and he gave me a couple boxes for free that would, you know, like they're it's basically like a light version of Pro Tools, but it's called Studio One, their version of that. And it's it does everything like inside the box. You just gotta plug it into a computer and have some instruments. And he was like struggling with garage band and kind of a not so good mic chain and that and first creative stuff. Yeah. And I said, Here, man, get this, you know. So then he was all of a sudden, and this is, I think all artists do this, right? He, he starts going down the rail. He's having problems hooking it up because his OS was outdated, right? He's got a really old computer. Yeah. So then we're looking at new computers and stuff like that. And then, you know, we're going down this rabbit hole and trying to find like, well, he's like, well, I want to do video stuff too and everything like that. And then I'm just like, wait a second, Josh, why? Yeah. You know what I need you to do? You know what we're not doing right now is shooting video. Like I need cover songs from you like friggin' yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I don't want you editing it. Like I got a whole team of people right here yeah. that are willing to do it. So we kind of had a conversation about deciding his highest and best use, mm-hmm. which is like, hey, you need to be making the content. I'll worry about the post-production. Yeah. And let's figure out how to get that to happen on a regular basis. And we're looking at different content from different artists. And I'm like, that's not a fancy recording, man. That was live with the he might have like a mic on the iPhone or something like that, mm-hmm. or maybe it's a camera with a shotgun mic on it. So it's like a little nicer mic, but that's live. Like I can tell the guitar, like they focused on compressing and, and making that vocal speak. Mm-hmm. And the guitar is like a little, it's there and you can hear it, but it's a little darker. They didn't have the control over the guitar that they had on the, you just tell, you know? Yeah. And so I'm like, this is what we need you to be doing. Like do this, like get more of these for me because this, Peppering these in with this micro content is going to make a big, big difference, you know? So I think I got them straight on that, but that really was an exercise in, hey, your highest and best use is not video editing and it's not 
any kind of really high end like recording, mm-hmm. it's write songs, you know, get the song ideas, make sure they're captured and create the video content yeah. and do it intelligently and in, in the way that we need you to like 4k so that we can zoom in and zoom out and have a clear picture and then let us handle the post-production and all that. So I love that he's taking ownership of it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I, yeah, I had to put the leash on. I'm like, no, no, this is not for you. Like that's. Yeah. That's beneath you, Josh. That's beneath you. You have you a higher purpose. You got to make sure these, let us handle the, the, the friggin' post-production of the video. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so I love that. Yeah. And it's challenging. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to stop and think, but man, that's where, that's where magic happens. Yeah. That's where magic happens. So, Hey, I just, I want to thank y'all for listening to this. I want to encourage you to go to six simple ways.songwritingpro.com. That is a number six simple ways.songwritingpro.com. That is my gift to you. It is a, a free PDF download. It's how to six ways to make your songs more commercial. And so it'll help you thinking about what you want to write and spend your writing time maybe a little more wisely if you're aiming for commercial success. So it's my gift to you. Just tell me where to send it. I send it to you. Actually, it does it automatically. So I don't have to take my time to do that. And I can be thinking about my next time, to be honest with you. It does it automatically. I'm not like behind the keyboard. Going, oh, Debbie and Des Moines just ordered this. Let me send this out. I just hop on if there's a problem and you let me know that there's a problem like you didn't get it. Then I'll hop on there. But anyway, so that's sixsimpleways.songwritingpro.com. And thank you for that. That's what I got. Awesome, man. I love that. Really. That's really, really like, that's important. That's a lot of people bottleneck themselves up. I'm doing it right now. I mean, I got to Yeah. You've encouraged me to get off my ass and stop whining to myself and just sit down. Get off your butt and use your head. Figure it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Get off your butt and use your head. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, guys, that takes us to the end of another Killer Climb episode. Make sure you join the Climb community, follow the podcast, tell a friend about it. This podcast exists because we want you to win, so keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com.
Pantheon.com. Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.